0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Thursday, April 16th, 2020 is the year. I am your host, Will Hunter, joined by my sick of the snow co-host, Matt Sheehan. Hey, Matt. Matt, what the hell was that about?
1: That uh, complete and utter BS. I felt like getting in the car, driving to Lansing and just honking <laughs> at the snow and the snow only. I was so outraged. I was so outraged. I oh I, I had a temper tantrum like a toddler inside the house when I saw that uh, that that white stuff come down. I'm just imagining
0: now you joining the protest like the the protest is going on in Lansing, and you're mm-hmm. up a side street by yourself with a sign that says "Get the hell out of here, snow" or like, "Yeah, re- impeach snow" or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the, the local news is coming up to me. Uh, what, what's your main issue with uh, Governor Whitmer? Like, uh, gov- oh, she's uh, in, she's fine. It's not, it's uh, snow. This, look around, dude. This is what I'm protesting. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent.
0: Governor who? I don't care. The snow. Who's, I don't. Who's the governor? Snow. We're talking. Oh, buddy, so, if you, if you buddy. think
1: I care about politics? Oh, <laughs> hit the bricks. <laughs> yeah. So that was horrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're talking snow. It's mid-April. I'm
1: sick of it. Yeah, no, it's so uh, unnecessary, and uncalled for. I would like to speak <laughs> to a manager.
0: Stat. Well, it's all melted. Uh thankfully, I think uh, I was looking at the yeah. old future cast and I, I I hope we're done. Like come on I Same. woke yeah. up and I was just like, Come on. Come nah, on. I,
1: I want to see snow one day a year and that's just Christmas morning. That's the only time I ever want to see snow. Other than that, especially in April, don't want to see it.
0: Uh, do not move to the UP, my friend, because they got two they feet got like of snow, eight and a
1: half feet, yeah. two
0: feet on Easter. On Easter, oh, I'm not God, joking. No. Like my in laws live there, um, brother in laws, a lot of I have family and friends that live in the UP. Uh, two, we were we were Zoom chatting on Easter with them, saying what's up, and they're like, look, and they video out the window and it's just blizzarding two feet of snow
1: i would i would have thrown up disgusting (laughs) it was 60 degrees at my house and i was like oh my god yeah Hey, call call me soft so be it i'm not a cold weather (laughs) guy and thank god i live in this state that's a that's a good call on my part (laughs) yeah
0: i uh i miss a lot of things about the up love lovely place loved living in marquette Mm -hmm. um i do not miss it's snowing like crazy at the end of october and Uh, i do not miss two feet of snow In the middle of April. Every year it happens to. It's without fail.
1: Because you're like more of a Lake Effect guy now, but I'm sure that is child's play compared to what you were getting in the UP, right? It's yes. Child's play doesn't even begin to describe it. Like the UP,
0: they're they're just, it's a different breed of people up there. They are hardier. Their blood is thicker. They are like Sorel boots um, Mm -hmm. are a way of life. It's not. You know, there's no fashion, <laughs> it's function. Uh, manlier than
1: I'll ever be it in my entire function, life. It is function, baby, yes. <laughs> um,
0: and I love him for it. But yeah, I do not miss those days. You're like, come on, I'm, I was wearing dress shoes the other day to work, and now I got to put my freaking winter boots back on. It's mid-April, I'm slogging yeah. around through two feet of snow for work. Come on.
1: That's no, horrible. horrible. Yeah, it was it was not great.
0: Uh, on today's show, yeah, we're uh, we're going to talk about Michigan State landing another recruit, Bang, bang. Uh, with that, we will transition into um, some more recruiting stuff, football specific as well. We've got some updates, re-ranks that I want to touch on a little bit, and uh, we've got some potentially interesting basketball news on the recruiting front with Kareem Mane, Mane, Kareem Mane, what Kareem? Just money.
1: Someone we're, we're gonna tell go me one, to one cash this. money to another money. That's a smooth transition. Cassius Winston, cash money to <laughs> Kareem money. I'm just gonna keep it simple for yes. my own being. Perfect. Um, so we've
0: got uh, a, a new development there from a couple angles um, with him and his recruitment. So we'll we'll get to that as well. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. Reminder: check out Locked On NFL. Find your favorite team. The Locked On NFL podcast, they're doing these, this big mock draft special leading up to the draft. They're getting really in-depth with uh, local specific shows. And if you're like, if you looking for uh, NFL draft stuff, which I do like the two weeks before, I'm cramming, right? I, I'm trying to get to know everyone who's what's going to happen. And this year, mm-hmm. especially, it's going to be interesting. If you want to have a, a week-long cram sesh, Locked On NFL uh, is where you want to go for that, Matt.
1: Yeah, I, I'm a big uh, cramming guy, especially when it comes to mock draft season because I like to sound somewhat smart. You know, they pick some random tight end from the MAC, and I'm like, oh, that's a steal. Never heard of him 48 hours prior. That's that's my favorite annual tradition when yes. it comes to the NFL.
0: I love it. Um, also, one last thing: Chad Ford podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Uh, you all know Chad Ford, NBA draft expert. Uh, hopefully, we'll get him on uh, in a couple of months here. Once the NBA draft is officially pushed back to talk about Cassius Winston and Xavier Tillman, that would be awesome. I'm not going to promise that, but maybe we can make that happen. But he had Bill Simmons on. Uh, I actually just listened listened to the podcast yesterday for like an hour plus. They talk about drafts and old stuff and reminiscing on players they missed and stuff. It's just really great uh, podcast, so definitely check that out if you are an NBA fan. All right, Matt, that's enough homework. That's enough me doing make-goods for the company, because I'm so bad at remembering to do those.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, you did a good job that time. Thanks. It's all that matters. Um, the last time is all that matters.
0: So Michigan State, 21, built strong, adds another one, Derek Harmon, defensive tackle out of Loyola, like we talked about just a little bit yesterday, uh, officially made it official, committed to Michigan State, uh, making him the fourth member of Mel Tucker's inaugural recruiting class, Matt.
1: It's not bad. We'll take it. I love this guy already, too. Huge fan of him, especially with his uh, Twitter persona. The night before, his recruitment just retweeted a bunch of fired-up Purdue fans knowing yes. damn well he was not going to go to West Lafayette. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he goes green. And, ooh, anyone that can get under Purdue fan skin is my kind of player. Yes. So welcome, Instant. Derek. Instant. Uh, Brandon Dawson,
0: re- Redux. Um, that was really mm. funny looking at that, just trolling Purdue a little bit. Uh, He's going to have a home here in East Lansing. Uh, He is uh, what we would classify as a riser, Matt, a late riser. Uh, He jumped up in the re-rank. He's now an 84. um, On 24-7, they bumped up his ranking a little bit. A lot of people uh, who I've texted with, talked to, um, like him, still think he's underrated, think he's got a lot of room to grow. And this is a kid who's like 6'3", 6'4", 320-plus pounds. Mm-hmm. And is a good athlete, moves his feet. And if you watch his film and stuff like that, you're like, all right, I can see what this kid could be. And we've talked a little bit about what Michigan State's gonna do, but Mel Tucker, 3-4 defense, uh multiple defense, you know, moving things in and out. You need big bodies at the middle of that sure. defense, and this is a kid who projects uh really well to be someone that in a couple years he's six three, six four, three hundred and forty pounds, super strong. And it's just eating blocks in the middle of the run game.
1: Yeah, I mean, God, you you always do this. Like, you knock down a player, you say everything about him, and then I got nothing else to say because (laughs) what else can be said? It's very exciting, though, especially with the defensive staff that MSU has that we've talked about ad nauseum, really, just how much talent there is in the coaching staff on that side of the ball. So when you do get a three-star that is, like, mid-80s pick, I mean, yeah, it's like, eh, all right, whatever. But, I don't know, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, correct me if this is just like stupid guy at the bar fan take, but I kind of like these even more when they got a loaded coaching staff like they do right now and are possibly able to coach these guys up better than anyone else in the country. Yeah. Am I looking at that with green stained glasses, well? I mean, I think a lot of people point, do that, maybe. but sh- sure, but like, think of it,
0: so... You're like, all right, we've got this. I don't want to call them like projects because literally even the five stars are projects in some way. There's a lot of development. Go turn on the film of any great player except for like Jadavian Clowney and like, you know the, right. the true yeah. like, okay, this Herbert person Lawrence, should have been yeah. playing college their junior year in high school, right? For by mm-hmm. and large, even the four stars, the really good recruits that are going to become really good players. You look at them, you're like, okay, I see the talent. I see the frame. I see the build. I see the you know the raw abilities, the feel for football. This person gets how to play. They need to refine their technique. They need to get stronger. They need to work on running routes better. They need to learn how to uh, read a defense better at the quarterback position. They're they're all projects. So I don't want it to be like this is a project. But when you're looking sure, yeah. at someone like Gabe Neely is a perfect example. He's six foot four. And he's a defensive back, and he's 175 pounds. That's like he's got a lot mm-hmm. of room to like. Gabe Neely's going to be 6'4", 215 pounds when he plays at Michigan State. That yeah, is 40 he's the, more. The Marcus pounds. Bingham of yeah, football. <laughs> like, Marcus Bingham is yeah. who he is. Um, and so when you look at someone like that, and you're like, man, if only there was a defensive backs coach that he could learn under for a few years, who has turned solid recruits with raw ability into first round talent. Um, Oh wait, Harlan Barnett. <laughs> like it's yep. you start start to match it up. You're like, yeah, Harlan Barnett can take him and mold him into an incredibly good player. Same with Derek Harmon and Ron Burton. You look at him, you're like, Absolutely. all right, he's big, he's muscular, he's got good feet for a big kid, and he's still growing. He's still getting bigger. He's gonna get into the strength program and just become a literal like refrigerator, like just a brick bleep house. And I see him working with Ron Burton and learning under a guy like Ron Burton, who's churned out a ton of pros and worked with a ton of really great players. And you're like, yeah, I see how this could work out.
1: Yeah, and also Stephen Brooks, whose opinion we both obviously highly regard here. Um, yes. He did tweet out, and he this is a tweet that was backdated a little bit too, so this is something that he's thought for a while before yep. Derek even committed, is that he was very, very impressed with him and thought he was wildly underrated as a three-star mm-hmm. two, and that's after watching him at MSU camps that he's had um, attended in the past. So, you know, if Brooks, a guy that's pretty dialed in, likes him, you know what, Will? That means I love him. <laughs> if if Stephen Brooks... And I just, I'll hype him up
0: anytime I can. If he's overwhelmingly, if he looks at, at a lineman, if he's looking at a defensive lineman or an offensive lineman, and he does the other stuff well, but I like this kid loves line play. Mm-hmm. If he looks at a lineman and it's like, yeah, I like what this kid does. I see how, you know, I see the, the, the bright side in this prospect. I like his tape. Then you're in on it. And yeah, Derek Harmon, uh, is someone that Brooksy likes, um, and thinks he's an underrated kid. And, Alan True, who's the Midwest uh, recruiting specialist at 24/7 does a really good job um, wrote recently that he was going to see a bump in the rankings. He's gonna be someone who's taking off. he's been really impressing as of late and that's kind of been the uh, the case with a number of Michigan state recruits which transitions perfectly met to what we're going to talk about next.
1: Look at you you are
0: just a pro of the Just a game, pro bro. of a pro. Um, a number of football recruits received a nice little bump. In the latest re-rank, I want to talk about that. And then also, recruiting's not done for the week, Matt. We need to uh, talk about what could be an exciting week for Michigan State recruiting. So we'll do that here in just a second. All right, welcome back to Locked on Spartans. Let's talk about some recruiting updates.
1: Cool.
0: <laughs> well, do you want to talk about ranking shifts or do you want to talk about Michigan
1: State's like, rest of the week with recruiting start off with the rankings shift i feel like that could be a little shorter and then we'll dive deep into the rest of the week and we'll probably go long on that as we do with every segment Mm -hmm. and just ride off into the sunset okay we can talk about my panna cotta why not
0: let's go for it (laughs) i made a dessert that i didn't even know existed i've been watching a lot of chopped and so yep. anytime I am like, Ooh, I can make that. And then, yeah, that's what happened. I made an Italian cream dessert because a woman failed at, uh, one of the chefs failed cause she didn't have enough time. It took like eight hours to make. I'm like, this person tried to make it in a half an hour. Um, anyway, sorry. I was scrolling through my Twitter feed to get to the story about, uh, recruit rankings. And I saw that picture. That's why I went on that tangent. So Matt 24 seven did their mid April re-rank. And it was
1: pretty kind to uh, Michigan State. Yeah, it's nice. That was uh, comforting, for sure.
0: Yeah, so Davion Prim, Ethan Boyd, and Derek Harmon all um, jumped up in the recruiting uh, rankings there for 24-7. And 24-7 does the re-rank, ESPN, Rivals, they all do it at different times, and so there's some weird shifting, and by the end, you eventually get the full picture, so... Uh, Davion Prim was a huge riser, and I had sort of read and heard that this was something that would potentially be uh, the case. And this, it's going to be something similar for all these guys. That he was just underrated. You know, uh, the the on the field stuff definitely was good, but doing camps and circuits and training things when they're able to get the, in front of these different scouts, like more programs were starting to take interest in all these guys. Prim <laughs> went from. Uh, where'd he go? Um, 95 at running back all the way up to 52 in the country. Like that is a massive jump. He jumped from like 43rd in the country area er, in the state to 21st, 22nd. I think, um, huge jump in both those went from an 83 rating to an 86, which is pretty significant. That is the difference between a group of five player and a power five player.
1: Absolutely, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the biggest jump someone had as far as ranking in their position goes. Maybe, Could have perhaps? been,
0: I, yeah. I don't know. That's it's a mat. As like far as MSU spots, guys go, yeah. As far as MSU guys, yes. Um, but 43 spots from 95 at running back nationally, all the way up to 52. Like, yeah,
1: We'd there like were that. some
0: people who were like, "Oh, Davion Prim, he's only an 83, number 95 running back." Like, well, now he's like, pro- now he's properly ranked, like. Yeah, he may have been the last time they did the rankings like, oh, we're not sure if he's power five yet. But like he is very clearly from people who know more than you and me established that. Yeah, this is a legitimate Big Ten running back.
1: Yeah. And hey, if he's not, it's been heavily rumored that MSU is still going to try to get two running backs in this class, which isn't unheard of by any means. So but Mm -hmm. hey, if if Prim is your building block for recruiting that running back for a class, I would call that a pretty solid building block.
0: Yeah. And if he's not, you know who else wasn't? Le'Veon Bell, Jeremy yeah. Langford. Like, sure. they were not. He's Elijah Collins ranked yeah. better than them. Um, so it can work out. Um, and yeah, sure Michigan State has a pretty good history with uh, the old running backs. Ethan Boyd went up eight spots uh, in the state, uh, jumped from 29th to 21st. Uh, he was 105th at offensive tackle in the country and is now 57th. Another massive jump for a Michigan State player, went from an 84 to an 86. And Derek Harmon, their newest recruit, jumped up to an 84 rating, uh, jumped 10 spots in the state of Michigan, and is now the 59th best defensive tackle in the country. Um, All three guys, pretty significant, sizable jumps, and look to be guys that could continue rising uh, into the summer and into next football season.
1: Yeah, I I apologize. I knew Ethan Boyd had a jump. I didn't know it was that big, though. Um, So, yeah, that's wildly impressive good for him good for state too Ooh, we like to see that we sure do like
0: to see that and there's a lot of i don't know chatter that anytime someone commits to michigan state they lose a star um yeah
1: that has been a thing in the past yes
0: it's it's i i don't subscribe to that theory
1: um i do it it's fun to subscribe to conspiracy (laughs) theories so why not yeah i'm going i know um but
0: yeah having three-fourths of your class um jump up in rankings uh, would seem to dispel that a little bit.
1: Yeah, it does. That That's a bullet to the conspiracy, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Uh, elsewhere in the football recruiting world, Matt.
1: Yeah. Talk to me about it. What? Hmm.
0: How do I want to say it? So Michigan State, when they get a commit. Yeah. When a uh, recruit is imp- is impending, uh, mm-hmm. we get the 21 built strong gift. That is now Absolutely. officially the thing. And we get a cascade of gifts starting with mel tucker and just going on to the rest of the staff um and it's the the 21 built strong hammer dragon against the wall player in uniform looking good that gif yeah. we got uh a little twist on that yesterday matt
1: we got the remix we, get, we
0: got the extended mix <laughs> well extended, extended uh version times two was times, uh, two. times two was a thing here so and Mel Tucker said it's going to be a good week. Week and all caps lock, Matt. So like that. Michigan State, not done in recruiting this week.
1: No, heavens no. Unless Tucker's a liar, which he's not, <laughs> unless you ask he a Colorado would. fan, but beside the point. <laughs> um Yeah, so that got times. a lot of
0: people wondering, like, who's gonna who's committing, what's it, like there was some confusion. We weren't sure what was gonna happen, but I think now the two times means that they're expecting two this week, not two in a single day or two immediate ones because there is another recruit predicting or uh, who's announcing on Friday who is one hundred percent predicted to Michigan State, and that is Tyson Watson out of Warren Mott. Another three star kid, um sixteenth best player in the state on the composite rankings, number five sixty one in the country. Um yeah, looks to he's six foot six, two seventy Matt.
1: Yeah, that's a that, that's a big boy, and uh, I got a feeling that Scotty Hazelton is going to appreciate that coming to uh, East Lansing if that is the school he decides to go with. Please, please, I beg you. I'm pretty that's... sure he's going to. He's got um, offers:
0: Indiana, Iowa, Tennessee, Syracuse, Purdue, Minnesota, Maryland, Kentucky, Iowa State. Um, those are the Power Five. Oh, West Virginia as well. Those are his Power Five offers. Michigan State is. One of the schools in his final sort of five, but yeah, he is he's going to Michigan State, Matt.
1: Yeah, I like that. That's big time. Uh, literally 6'6", six, six, 270. That's just kind of what, what the, the prototype of a three-star defensive end build. Yeah. You maybe you want to add a little bit more muscle to that, but hey, 6'6", six, 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 that's a nice frame to build six, off of. 6'6",
0: six, six,
1: 270. Um, are you
0: enjoying... Just to wrap up this conversation, are you enjoying the parade of gifts and just how it seems to be like there's clues, right? We're figuring stuff out. We see it. And then, oh, juice squad. That means linemen times two. Oh, two commits. Like, are you enjoying this?
1: And like oh, the, of course, the social yeah. media of it? Oh, and I know it's only happened four times because there's only been four commits, but I don't think I've ever fallen into love with anything faster in my entire life than I've fallen in love with how they (laughs) announce recruits. Like, I was hooked by the end of the first one and the second one. I was like, oh, this is a great bat signal. But, yeah, and, you know, it's not just Tucker, too. A lot of the coaches do it, a lot of the assistants, a lot of the support staff, too. And you'll get hints from them like, oh, we got another one staying in state. It's like... That's another clue. Who could it be? So it's very, <laughs> very exciting. Yeah, there is, is yeah. some buzz around the program and recruiting. And there was, too, when Antonio was here as well. I mean, the V4 MSU, let's not mm-hmm. forget, that, that was pretty catchy, too. That was fun. Oh, yeah, that was fun. But there's just something different about a new coaching staff starting to get their guys and starting to build on a program. That is due for a bounce back.
0: Yeah, that it's been... I don't I, like not that victory for MSU got stale or anything like that. Um but it's just always fun to kind of oh, this is new and different and twenty one built strong and I'm gonna go ahead and assume it's not gonna be twenty two built strong next year. They'll think of something else and have a whole nother um whatever gift to go with it, a recruiting video, et cetera, et cetera, a catchphrase. Um yeah, it's just I mean, kind of MSU a fun... owns twenty two. MSU
1: owns twenty two. MSU let's go. owns twenty two. Let's, let's get yeah, some yeah, rhyming just, in here.
0: It's just like a fun uh, little thing to, to change it up a bit. And I, I've been really enjoying it. And I've had a lot of people reach out, tweet at me, DMs, whatever, and just like, I'm really enjoying how engaged on social media they are and how the staff seems to care uh, a lot more than previous staffs about like fan interaction. And that seems like small stuff, but it, it, having an engaged fan base and a fan base that is invested in your recruits and from the time they, they get here, um you know having them be fired up for them to commit and you know making it a big deal when someone commits not just like one staff member might retweet their commitment thing like yeah. i think that matters i think that's cool and i oh, think people really like that
1: of course yeah i, I was in Spartan Stadium the last two games you look around it was bleachers i mean, I mean maybe 30,000 people or 40,000 if that's the announced attendance or whatever. Yeah, the the fan base needs re-energizing, and that's one small way to do it. But, mm-hmm. hey, in a world with no sports and football however many months away, even the smallest things like that can light like, of a fan base <laughs> energize us. Absolutely. All right, let's
0: pause here. We'll come right back, uh, and we will talk about the latest with Kareem. Money! Oh, no God. Okay, Matt, we've got... Some updates on the Kareem Money situation. Yeah, some, we do. We some do. news. Some news has developed.
1: Yeah, there. And I'm sorry for the tone of my voice already. It's it's just all the PTSD <laughs> from all the other recruits that have spurned MSU at, in the eleventh hour. But I, then again, I don't think this is really a spurning. I guess there's no, still no crystal balls to him. But I don't. It's yeah. still. Ugh, I just get all this recruiting grime on me this time of year. So ap- apologies for the the tone of my voice, everyone.
0: You're okay. I, I hope he ends up at Michigan State. It'd be great if he does. I am still skeptical until, like, I'm not believing it until it happens. Or until all the crystal balls flip. Yeah? I'm not, yeah. I know the latest one at the Rivals, Future Cast, is for MSU. And there's some chatter that MSU is kind of the favorite here. I'm not I'm not buying in until it's it's bought, if that makes yeah. sense. That doesn't make sense. But you get what I'm saying. It
1: makes, it makes sense to me. Yeah, I, I got you, Will. I got you. <laughs>
0: Um, Okay, so here's the update. It's from Stock Risers, which Jake is like the leading college football news guy, Jake Weingarten. Stock Risers. Basketball. Did I say, what did I say, baseball? Football. Football? I said football? Kareem Mane taking virtual visits, still focused on college route. And I can just read the whole thing because it's short. Uh, Kareem Mane broke out on the scene, yada, yada, yada. Now he's weighing becoming a professional or attending college. Here's a quote: My focus remains on college. Mane told stockrisers.com, but he also said he hasn't counted out the professional route. Currently projected for late first, early second in the NBA. He took an official visit to Maryland to last took an official visit to Maryland last year and took one to Marquette in January. He had plans to take visits this spring, but the COVID-19 outbreak has gotten in the way of that. One of those visits was going to be Michigan State. It was scheduled for March. Obviously, that did not happen virtual that's not in the story that's me adding that virtual visits have become the new regular. Uh Marquette was last week, Michigan State and DePaul was yesterday and Pittsburgh was today. Uh Mane told Stock Risers. So and he does not have a timetable for decisions. So Michigan State still very much in the game for him. We know he's taken virtual visits Marquette, Michigan State, DePaul and Pittsburgh. Those seem to be the four schools in it. Uh I've heard Maryland's out, heard Memphis is out. Um And between those four schools, man, Michigan State really seems like they can win this recruiting
1: battle. It's definitely one of these things are not like the other situation. But what scares me is that uh, one of those programs, uh, you really can't tell the difference between them and pro ball in the first place, if you're catching my drift here. Someone might have a salary cap situation going on if uh, I know anything about anything about recruiting. And certain programs throughout the Midwest. Uh, so that gets me a little nervous too. You never know what's going to go on with bag season, bag wars. But hey, you know, what? money. If you want to go get your money, hey, you like that? Uh, just you do you, man. But that's I don't know. It just anytime you see a program like DePaul creep into the picture, it's like oh. Thank you for finally just saying it. It's like, it's like just oh, be great. a man.
0: Be yeah, a, be, well, be a, I don't want to be confident. legally
1: held liable for the allegedly alleged bagman. Huh? <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, when you see that—that that was kind of a oh, hmm, it could turn into one of these situations. Great. <laughs> I don't think it's alleged when
0: they're like recorded offering someone hundreds of a hundred thousand
1: dollars for Tugs Bowen. Isn't that a thing? Uh, even if it's not, the thing that sticks out to me is that a certain Michigan-based recruit last year went to DePaul, and of any excuse that he could possibly use to throw off the scent, even a little bit of what was going on. He used the NBA as his reason to go to DePaul, as they have not had a draft pick in the better part of fifteen years. Like that, that reeked more than anything else. It's like you, you couldn't get with the coaching staff at DePaul or your people to come up with anything better to say as to why you're going to a program that makes the NCAA tournament once every election cycle. Like that. Okay, fine, fine, whatever. You to you. Anyway, I, back I to my.
0: I apologize to DePaul. It was Creighton who was mentioned. Um as saying Creighton uh, would pay a hundred thousand dollars to get Brian Bowen. So that's that's my um my my bad there. Um I think still, the
1: Jays fan and the DePaul fans will get over it, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um yeah DePaul has certainly been accused of um some chicanery uh of Ooh, nice late word. nice word. Thank you. Um so yeah you never know but who honestly it's with recruiting we say it all the time Recruiting is recruiting. We, we yeah. don't know. Crutin' is crutin'. Yeah, Weird things game. happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. We don't know that uh, anyone's going to be at any school until they sign on the dotted line, and even then, who the hell knows if they're going to show up. <laughs> who the hell knows how long they're going to be there. Um, as Michigan... Well, I guess he didn't sign, but as Michigan fans just found out having a player committed and then decided he was going pro. So of course. that could certainly still be in play. Uh, the other update, though, Matt, mm-hmm. that is worth mentioning...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: DJ Carton, former yeah. five-star, point guard at Ohio State last year, transferred, um, You know, took a leave because he was having uh, mental health issues, and uh, took some time away from the game and ended up ultimately transferring. Uh, he committed to Marquette, Matt.
1: Yep, yep, former five-star. Uh, but then Jake follows it up with another update on Mane.
0: What's the other update?
1: Oh, sorry. I thought you had that one locked up. Oh, do
0: you mean that they're just not? Okay, so here's what that means, right? Yeah. I I guess it's good. It's not bad that Marquette added a a point guard and Mane's a point guard. And you would think like, okay, directly competing for minutes. Could Carton be someone who is uh, granted some eligibility next year? You could see that. You could convince me of it. As of right now, he's a sit one year to play three. Mm -hmm. But it wouldn't shock me because he missed half the season. And with the coronavirus and things like that, we we just don't know what's going to happen with transfers. Right. So say DJ Carton is immediately eligible at Marquette next year. Mm -hmm. They still have two scholarship spots open, Matt. Yeah, right. And Kareem Mane and DJ Carton can absolutely play together on the same team at the same time.
1: Yeah, 100%. Money's a guy that could play off-ball probably as well as he could play on-ball, for sure. So, yeah, it's it's cool to see Carton go there. Uh, best of luck to him. As a State fan, it's super exciting to see that a point guard is moseying on over to Marquette. And we all know that David Julius was also considering going there as well. So, hey, Marquette needs a point guard. Oh, huh, they're loading up. It might not be Mane. But on the other hand, yeah, Mane is one of those players that can play one or two, possibly even three. Yeah,
0: yeah. Marquette... Um Even after DJ Carton, Marquette still has two open scholarship spots, considering they're freshmen, like they've, they've got room for Mane. It's not like they could, if they had, even if they had David DeJulius and you're like, okay, that's definitely, they're out of the Mane game, right? No, that doesn't necessarily mean they're out of it still. So I think Marquette's going to be in this sucker until the end.
1: Yeah, no, I think so too, especially well with DePaul and Pittsburgh too, the, the new players to the game. At, yeah, at least so. new to me. I, I didn't know they were involved at all. Maybe they were prior to, but this was news to it's me been today. An,
0: yeah, it's been an, I haven't been 100% locked in, but it's been an interesting recruitment. He was pretty heavily leaning pro, and now back to college. And it's just, you know, it seems like there's a lot of indecision. To say, it's a big decision, right? It's going to take I time. I would say you're so, gonna, yeah. You're going to oscillate back and forth and be like, uh, college pro, college pro. And, you know, we'll see where it goes to eventually. And, man, we will certainly cover it a ton if he ends up at Michigan State because it could be a game-changing player to next year's Michigan State team.
1: That's an understatement, big time. All
0: right, that's going to do it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, On tomorrow's show, we just wrapped up an interview with Trevin Pendleton, former fullback slash cult hero at Michigan State. It was really good. Um, He dropped some nuggets, which were fantastic. Um, Some insight, some interesting injury things that he played through. Uh, and we just talked about some of the huge plays that he made. Uh, and it was really a lot of fun catching up with him. He was a, a good interview for sure. So that's coming to you tomorrow. Look out for that. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Lockdown Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, take us home.
1: Listen to the Trevin Pendleton interview tomorrow. Awesome time. And I'm not just saying that either. That really was a fun time talking to him. All right, guys. We will see you tomorrow.